Sharkies podcast. I'm your host, Casey. Today, I have the fabulous Carrie and Jess. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. You guys, you guys, I am so, so, so happy that we are recapping mysteries because mysteries are my jam. And with COVID and everything, I was really, really worried that we weren't going to get a whole ton of mysteries because in past years, they've done the mystery marathons and you have like the garage sale mysteries and they were like four in a row. And then you had all these other ones. And it was like, I think 2019, they really brought their game for the mysteries yeah Yeah. so they in fact i was looking some of the series that had um maybe three they're into the series like three mysteries or something one of them i'm so sorry this is such a bad story because i can't remember the exact name of the the show but it was like three were in a row in 2019 even so they Mm -hmm. really did start to beef it up in 2019 so i was so glad that they could keep it up as much as they have been um to have three already in 2021 is pretty great i think so yeah for sure and i like that it seems that they're spacing them out so we had one in january we had two in February. We're going to have, mm-hmm. I think, two in March. Yep. yep. So mm-hmm. enough to keep us going. And we know that they are filming a bunch of Aurora Tea Gardens, or they've already filmed a bunch of Aurora Tea Gardens. I think at least two. At least two we've At least of. two right. we know of. Yeah. So we Series know that just keeps going. It just keeps going. <laughs> oh, girl, let's do this, Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> so... We are here to talk about January and February mysteries, which are Martha's Vineyard, Ships in the Night, Crossword Mysteries, Terminal Descent, and Chronicle Mysteries, Helped to Death. Yes. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) All right, guys. Where do you guys want to start? Well, I mean, let's start with the first one that aired, right? And Ships in the Night, Martha's. Not from the beginning. January 17th, something around there. Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'm going to read the summary just to refresh our memories because it's it's kind of been a while. Former Detective Jeff Jackson teams up with local doctor to investigate the murder of an art gallery manager. This is the summary according to Google, and that's probably the shortest summary I've read in a while. (laughs) That's the extra cliff notes. (laughs) Yeah, that's the cliff version. And done. We're moving on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Jeff is played by Jesse Metcalf, and Z is played by Sarah Lind. So let's dive in. Um, Jeff and Z, they have this... Thing, this mystery <laughs> they're kind of starting to build this is what movie number three series we had a beautiful place to die we had riddled with deceit in ships in the night thank you imdb thank you thank you. <laughs> yeah but their chemistry started to kind of like it's there it is there yeah it's there what do you all think about um jeff and z at this point jess um, I thought they had really good chemistry in this movie. I also I don't think uh the Martha's Vineyard has been like my favorite of the series, but um I was definitely feeling their chemistry in this one. Yeah, you know, okay, so I like these 
each new installment that we get, I like it better and better. I think it it has built on each other to really create this like community in this town where we're starting to see regulars now and people who pop in and out. But I really do like Jeff and Dr. Z together. I think that they are cute. I think in this one, we found out they had some high school history, which they kind of hinted at before, but I never knew they like they had kissed, you know, in high school, which they told us that story, this movie. And um, so I liked it. I, I think they're sweet. I like how forward he is and wanting to like actually go on a date with her, but it just never seemed to work out, you know, in this movie. Um, <laughs> I so, know. I like Poor her. Guy. Yeah. I like that it was kind of they they're, they seem more like a relatable couple in a sense like she is a career woman he's mm-hmm. also a career guy and they're just like like the title of their ships in the night <laughs> I got yeah. that too I was like oh they just can't make this date happen like <gasps> like ships in the night is their relationship <laughs> <laughs> That's very clever yeah they're they're very natural kind of authentic authentic couple i think Mm -hmm. yeah for sure all right let's talk about all the players and all the suspects i'm just gonna run through the list um we have brit brit is z's bestie we have jackie shawl she is the reporter turned real estate agent apparently (laughs) which i was like that's random We have the chief, who is Z's dad. Then we have, um, then we get into everybody else. So we have Eli, who is a good friend of Z and the chief. We have Bernie. We have Adam. We have Lila. We have Dawn. We have Suzanne. We have Carl. All of these people. So let's start with Eli. Eli has this prototype. And he's really good friends with Z and the chief and they're supposed to have lunch or something. And then I think they have like a a medical, I mean, they have a medical connection. Obviously he's, he has this lab and he's doing this. Mm -hmm. So she somehow, um, you know, they're like, let's grab lunch. There's a huge age difference. So somehow they're connected medically, you know, like they're just Mm -hmm. colleagues or something like that. Right. So I've never met Eli before. Right. I mean, he was, he was kind of a new guy on the scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he seemed more family friend. Like it was kind of like that family friend connection. Yeah, they had had had. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then no less than two minutes later, he is whacked. He's dead. he gets whacked. He gets whacked off the scene, and I'm not gonna lie. I was like really sad. <laughs> You wanted you wanted more. <laughs> he was so sweet. He was like a, like the sweet grandfather, you know, that you don't like don't hurt him. He could be Santa. He could be Santa. <laughs> well, I was just surprised by how for Hallmark how kind of graphic it was. I mean, he was like being like choked and then thrown out. And I'm like, is this Hallmark or am I watching CSI Miami again? <laughs> It was. You're right. It, it was, was surprising. Crazy. We're ten minutes into the movie. We've already actually we've already had two dead bodies. Ten minutes. Yeah. In. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that first opening scene in this dark kind of 
you get that it's a museum, but it's so shadowy and you see these this person and you see this, this piece, this museum piece, this boat. And, um, so I was like, Oh, there's our murder. But then we have Eli and he was murdered mm-hmm. too. And I was like, okay, we're really doing it here in the ships in the night. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was a little jolting to me. Like both murders, like, Bam. Okay. Yeah, we're we're getting this kicked off, right? Um, so along with Eli, we also have Don, who is Jeff's friend. Um he um yeah, we'll we'll talk about Don a little bit later. We have Suzanne. Now Suzanne is the lady who went to the the art gallery and was like kind of feisty, right? Very interested in that sculpture. Mm-hmm. Too interested in the sculpture. What did y'all think about Suzanne? Well, I mean, right away, you're suspicious of Suzanne because she comes in, she wants to buy the sculpture. They say it's actually already been purchased. And this was the the same sculpture we saw in the opening scenes, this mm-hmm. boat, um, part of a boat series called Boats in the Wind, I think. So, um mm-hmm. Suzanne sees this and she's like, oh, I love this. I would like it. I came all the way from Palo Alto. And they're like, I'm so sorry. That's not for sale. And she was like, I'll pay you double. Like immediately she shows her cards and saying that, oh, she doesn't, Mm -hmm. she's not just an art appreciator. She wants this piece for some reason. She is serious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She is dead serious. (laughs) I I felt... We're all for the puns here tonight, guys. We're all here for the puns. I felt I felt right away Suzanne was red herring. It was way too obvious. That was that was okay. I have a thing about Suzanne though because (laughs) I totally believed it was her. Not from the beginning. So from the very beginning, I so the very start, I suspected Lila, but then I I switched to Suzanne. Follow my theory here. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Because usually I don't go for someone who's like kind of set up to be an obvious person. But there was that whole thing when um, I think Carl was a sculpture maker, right? Mm-hmm. When they met him and he talked about how he had switched to a new metal for his pieces to make them lighter. And then she had this weird rash. And I'm like, oh, she's allergic to the metal. She's connected to the sculpture. She has to be involved in the murder. That's my connection. I was so convinced. And then I was... Clearly should have stuck with my original guess. I did not, I didn't see that one coming. Honestly, I, there were so many people. I was trying to figure out the storyline for so many people that I just, I was confused for a while. (laughs) I don't feel feel like I'm a dummy here, but there were just so many stories to keep in track, keep in line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for sure. I mean, Jess, that theory completely makes a ton of sense because I cannot wear fake so like i can't wear fake jewelry oh yeah i break out mm-hmm. yeah like on my neck if i like um if i wear a necklace that's not real or like earrings i would like especially when i was younger so oh the next one the next whatever mystery jess that's all you okay <laughs> you can I'm write, write this one fine <laughs> i was like oh, it would have been so great if that would like that would have been so clever i'm like no of course yeah. not so clever all right well, since we've got we since we di- dove right into the art gallery, let's talk about Lila and Bernie. So, 
Lila is the gallery owner. Bernie is more of the brains behind the operation. Bernie is also married to Derek. So Lila. Lila is a sweet little old lady here. And she's, you know, trying to be all helpful and everything. And she's just, you know, bopping about. Then we have Bernie and Derek. They are obviously having some issues, to say the least. Yeah, some marriage problems. Uh, yeah. Some slight marriage problems there. So there's a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's just, he's the jealous type, you know, type, mm-hmm. oh, kind of a suspecting her having affairs and everything. Mm-hmm. Which weren't unfounded. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, as I said that he's, <laughs> but he was a little crazy about it. Yes, he uh, he had a very poor reaction to that news. He was, yeah, yeah. So, what did y'all think about Bernie and Derek? I was not expecting Bernie to be the one that we saw dead at the beginning. Was I? Did they show her pretty clearly? Um. It's they showed like part of a person, I think. Part of a person. So I, it was like, oh, that's that's her. You know, she she's dead. So he was a little scary to me. I think as as a husband, mm-hmm. all affectionate and stuff, but then he kind of turned on and off um, his emotions really easily, kind of very creepily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Became a little homicidal, you know? (laughs) I mean, did you guys think that Derek was... Did you have suspicions on Derek? Was he high on your suspect list? Or was he too kind of... I already laid out my cards. He wasn't my suspect. (laughs) I mean, he was, yes. When he, um, you know, he was pretty convincing the waterworks with the police when they were saying Bernie's dead. And he was like, what? Oh my goodness. I, I was here all night. You know, I had these beers. And then you could hear his lies just unraveled and unraveled and unraveled the whole movie. He wasn't telling the truth about one thing then he wasn't telling the truth about the other thing, but he gave himself away when he like the police left. And then he looks just like dried eyed, dry eyed. And he just is like, has this cynical look on his face. I mean, they meant for him to be on my suspect list. And he definitely was because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I mean, yeah. they really, they wanted me to suspect him as for for more, but I totally did. Yeah, they, def- they definitely played him up. I mean, he too was kind of too much of a red herring to me. I was like, I feel like this is going to be more of a crime of passion. But <laughs> yeah. considering who's died so far, I don't know how they're connected. Um, so I kind of, I kind of in a sort of about roundabout way called the whole shooting at Jeff in Don's van. Come to find out, Derek thought that Don was having an affair yes. with Bernie, which was not the case at all. Mm-hmm. They were business partners. And so I did call that one. Don still high on my suspect list i'm not gonna lie i was a little wary about the fact that like he just so happened to leave the island and just so happened to forget his phone in his van <laughs> he was pretty shady i yeah, will agree so happened to be like carting the the 
art pieces, the boats in the wind, mm-hmm. you know, that's what he was taking to the docks or to Boston. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he, his hands were kind of all over this, this crime scene. It seemed like. Yeah, it really did. And then he came back and when he came back for me, I was like, Oh, uh, the fact that you were actually shot at makes me say that you're maybe not. But then at the same time, I'm like, but you know, sometimes these writers really pull one on you. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. like he, he went from like number one to maybe number like two or three. Right. Because another suspicious person was Adam, who was Lila's client. What do you all think about Adam? He was high on mine because he just, first of all, I kind of saw who... In in when Eli was murdered, you could see a man. Yes. And I was like, that's totally Adam. That is totally Adam. But I could not figure out how the pieces were connected. Right. I, I just couldn't figure out how he would be how how or why he would kill Bernie. That was kind of my hmm. Yeah. I mean, Adam was only <laughs> a suspect to me really because he he's just one of those <laughs> one of those actors on Hallmark that you're like oh he's been in that thing he was in that mystery 101 oh he was in gourmet detective oh you know like he has been he's so recognizable to me although I cannot tell you his name I'm sorry about that but um I was like <laughs> oh it's that guy I wonder if I should suspect him you know like <laughs> Otherwise, I didn't kind of yeah. get connection either. Did you, Jess? Was that clear to you? I, well, I don't know if I quite, like, figured out his total involvement, but I suspected him when I think he and um, Lila were having like, lunch or something, mm-hmm. and he asked about the, about Bernie's murder or something. He asked how the investigation oh. was going. And I'm like, why does he care? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I did suspect two killers. And so I'm like, okay, I think it might be him. And um, I already forgot forgot the other girl's name that I suspected the whole time. Um, Suzanne. Oh, Suzanne. Suzanne, Sorry. I was thinking it was him and Suzanne were the two killers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we've kind of in a crazy roundabout way covered all of the suspects. Well, I mean, Carl, that's true. Carl. We do have Carl, the sculptor maker dude. He wasn't high on mine just because, like, he was the one that was having the affair with Bernie. I was like, well, why would he kill somebody? Like, if anybody, he would go after Derek. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah. We didn't know that for a little while, though, mm-hmm. that he was the one mm-hmm. having the affair. And so, you know, his he had a weird reaction when it said that she died. And it was you kind of go, oh, did they know each other better than what he said? But, um, but yeah, he's the artist who created these ships in the night, um, or boats in the wind, sorry, (laughs) Uh, the sculpture pieces, which are really cool. Actually, they're really beautiful pieces. So anyway, okay, done, done with the suspects. He's on the list kind of, but not really. Yeah. All right, guys, ready for the big reveal. Dun, dun, dun! The murder was Lila, the sweet little lady from the gallery. What? Not so sweet anymore. Not so sweet anymore. Um, 
so I, so I, in my notes, I actually wrote down when I suspected her, which I think was like the last 45, 30 minutes. But this is what I said. <laughs> um, my final predictions. And I wrote it down here. Evidence. Lila and Adam. Adam killed Eli for the prototype to sell and profit. Lila was upset with Bernie and, and Don leaving. So I thought she was upset for Bernie and Don leaving and hired Adam to murder Bernie. Ooh. And Adam was smuggling the money to China. So that's how I thought. I thought Lila was just the mastermind. And then she hired Adam to kill off both Eli and Bernie. Yeah. So I was like kind of half right. Kind of half right. You get points for that, Casey. Points. Yay. But Lila. Lila. Lila, Lila, Lila. And here's the other thing, too. In this movie, at the end. There's actually three people murdered. Mm-hmm. There was. Because, because that yeah. was super freaky, though, by the way, how how they replayed Lila's involvement in all of this, actually. Like, she she turned just super creepy really fast. <laughs> like, in those, I was like, yikes. You know, she's kind of, like, laughing when they caught her on the boat. And she's like, oh, you scared me. I was just kidding. <laughs> Little did we know she just murdered Adam and like put him over the side of the boat and hit him on the head and stuff like that. And she was super, super creepy. But I'm curious, Jess, you said you suspected her first, but then like abandoned mm-hmm. that. So what made you suspicious of her at first? Because she really kind of played that off well, that she was like, I'm lost without Bernie. You know, like Bernie was the brains behind this whole thing. And I think it was just a gut instinct. It was just like, ooh. Wouldn't it be kind of interesting if an old this older woman was the murderer? Because <laughs> you wouldn't suspect it, and yeah. and then I abandoned that because of my crazy metal theory. <laughs> right. And now and so so Lila's motivation in all of this, guys, is was money, right? Mm-hmm. Money keeping her gallery open, like getting getting the I don't know. Help me out here. I don't know. I was honestly, I got really confused in this movie following the plot of the, because I, I was really confused as to how the dialysis machine little thing ended up in the sculpture. And I got very confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were, there were a few details. We only do know that this dialysis um, medical like contraption thing that Eli was developing in his lab could be worth million, like tons of money, tons mm-hmm. and tons of money. And so thus they were like smuggling people were trying to smuggle it out to a tech company in China. Um, yeah. People meaning so- Suzanne and Adam maybe together, but yeah. Eli, because of how kind he was, he's such a good guy. He was, he wanted to make it, available to the public accessible for everybody. right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. so she saw her chance suzanne saw her chance to try to get rich off of this plus she needed it because she's sick right so um but it all got like the why everyone just got greedy over this this um device this medical device that he was making so there was mm-hmm. like smuggling 
and there was art and there was medical things and money and passion. And I mean, they threw everything at us here in ships in the night. <laughs> they, they really did. did. They, they, yeah, they really, really did. And I have here in my notes that, yeah, like y'all said, Adam was going after Eli for the prototype because he wanted a quick get rich scheme. And he was using Lila to smuggle the pieces through the art so that he can make millions off of it. And then Bernie knew too much because she knew the weights and because she was a stickler for the details. And so Mm -hmm. she figured out that they were smuggling things, didn't appreciate that, (laughs) was probably going to turn them in. And Lila whacked her off the scene so that she could still get her cut of the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was the fact that the alarm gave it away. Right, right. They're trying to figure out, kind of retrace the steps of this Bernie's death in the museum. And they realized the alarm was, it went off when Z found or saw the dead body through the window the next day. She she threw a chair through the door and the alarm mm-hmm. went off. And they're like, well, if this was an intruder, how would, mm-hmm. why would the alarm be set? They set the alarm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is smart. I feel like I should have caught that. <laughs> I feel like I should have caught that. So small Tiny details. Like, trip us up. Tiny yeah. details. Yeah. I don't know. They were throwing right. at you. You were trying, you were still trying to process the, you know, something else. I mean, where was Don? You know, you were still trying to process <laughs> so, There's a lot going on. Yeah. We can't focus on whether the alarm was set or not. <laughs> Which real quick, by the way. The one thing about this movie, as we go into our overall thoughts about this movie, um, I, I thought this was, a, this was a great movie. I really fully enjoyed it. My husband and I watched it together. He really enjoyed it, too. Um, I mean, well, he's, he, he liked it okay. <laughs> That's what he'll tell you. Let the record show he really enjoyed it. <laughs> Keep that on there. But I will say the one thing, the one thing about this movie that I was kind of like, seriously, nobody was looking for Eli. Like, what the heck, y'all? I mean, like, Z and Z and Chief and uh, Eli, they're having this grand old conversation. She's like, we'll have lunch tomorrow. And granted, this is like, what, two or three days prior? Yeah. And then we get caught up to present day. He's been dead. He's been dead. dead. She had to cancel her lunch, which is how it ended up getting extended. She canceled the lunch on him. But still, he still could have been like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) I don't know. Nobody was still alive. (laughs) Nobody went to the nobody went to the police and said, hey, we haven't heard from Eli in a few days. Uh, Somebody do a drive by through his house. Like, does he have like some medical issues that maybe we don't know about? Like, they didn't have the whole help I've fallen and I can't get up little life alert thing. (laughs) Come on, look for the man. That was just my thing. It was unfortunate. When she halfway in the movie goes, Eli, like we've got to get to his house. And he's already been dead for a while. Yeah, that was that was sad. This guy, he could have been Santa. I mean, that's what you said, Casey, right? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, what were your overall thoughts on this movie? 
I overall enjoyed it. I really did like it. Um, there was a lot of action. Obviously, it kept me guessing. And I thought they had really good chemistry. Um, you know, there's a couple like technical things. I just have to say, as a forensic science major, the fact that nobody wore gloves and was touching everything just drove me up the wall. <laughs> but all of the technical stuff aside, I thought it was a really solid movie. I gave it four out of five. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, so so I, as far as the mystery goes, tons of suspects, three murders, lots of action, lots of twists and turns, a little confusing. Like, it was, <laughs> it was, that was fine. But as far as the, being the third installment of the Martha's Vineyard Mysteries, I really liked it. I really did. I thought it, it um, gave us a lot more character development with the regulars that we like. Um, Bob, the marina coffee shop owner, you know, he had more screen time. Um, Jackie Shell had more screen time. And then we heard more of Jeff Jackson's um, story about his, how he got hurt and had to was forced into early retirement from the police department. You know, we, we saw more... Um, mm-hmm from Z herself even. And then they went on a date at the end and even kissed at the end. Like, so there were those elements to me. They kissed. So those elements to me really (laughs) bolstered this movie, even though maybe the mystery was a little um, wacky. I liked it because of, because of these other elements too. So I gave it a four out of five as well. Four out of five stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I gave it a four out of five. Um, I feel like this has been consistently good. I -hmm. liked the first one. I liked the second one. I liked this one. So I really hope that this one continues and that it just stays really uh, like a good solid story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing I really want to touch base on really fast is Jeff's backstory because in the first movie we see him having the nightmares and we only see just a little bit of what happened that night that his partner died. Then the next movie it builds. And then this movie it built even more. I am just wondering, because we were introduced to Nelson Wong's character who is detective Andy Lau and Jeff kind of put it together that it might have been an inside job. And I am kind of wondering, do you guys think that Andy has something to do with that? That's that's a good theory because Andy didn't have anything new, you know, to, to tell Jeff. Like Jeff was like, hey, just checking in. Do you have anything new on the investigation? He's like, no. But when I do, you'll be the first to know. You know, that. <laughs> That's that's a good point. You might be onto something, Casey. I don't know because I don't think we've met him. I don't think we met that character. I think this was yeah. the first movie that we've seen him. So I was kind of like, why are we coyly introducing this new character when we've been talking about Jeff and his background? Um, which I do think it will be really cool if this just builds into like Jeff solving his own mystery. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet it's mm-hmm. so, I've not I've not read these books. Have you guys? No. Oh, I didn't even know they were books. <laughs> they're, based, they're based on books. Oh, <laughs> I believe I believe that's right. Yeah. 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 I think there's quite a few of them actually. Oh. So yeah. Let's keep this going, Hallmark. This let's give us more here. This For sure. This one was a good one. I look forward to seeing if 
my theory pans out. <laughs> you heard it here first, sleuthers. Casey's got the scoop. Yes. Maybe. Jackson Shaw called me on the case. <laughs> on the case, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good fo- folks over at the Bundle Game and Hardy's Ass Bundle Listen from the creators of the Countdown to Christmas Hallmark Channel board game. There's now an official When Calls the Heart board game. Test your When Calls the Heart knowledge, recall your favorite show moments, and celebrate season eight. This game is so much fun. Like the name four card, name your four favorite episodes of When Calls the Heart. Not sure if I can narrow it down to just four. Or this acted out card, Love Triangle. That's a fun one. You can have these and many other cards in this fun game, When Calls the Heart board game. You can get your game at www.thebundlegame.com. Enter code Hallmarkies Podcast for free shipping. That's that's both words, Hallmarkies Podcast, free shipping. It's really fun. All kinds of trivia and fun stuff about your favorite show. So make sure to check out the When Calls the Heart board game at the www.thebundlegame.com. Enter code Hallmarkies Podcast for free shipping. Okay. So second movie of these last, the last two months, Crossword Mysteries, Terminal Descent. Starring Lacey Chabert and Brennan Elliott and Barbara Niven, which today is the 26th we are recording. And it's actually Barbara Niven's birthday. So happy birthday, Hallmark Mom. Happy birthday. Hey. All right. So Crossword Mystery, Terminal Descent, Crossword Puzzles editor Tess Harper teams up with Lieutenant Logan O'Connor to investigate the murder of an engineer who designed a supercomputer. So... Again, key players, we have Tess, we have Logan, we have Aunt Candace, we have Chauncey, who is Logan's dad, and we also have Frank, who is Lacey's assistant. Um, I've noticed the last several mysteries, we've, we do this time jump thing, right? So, like, mm, yeah, we start in, so like, the certain day, and then we backtrack we back. three days, or we go forward three days, or whatever. So, I think it's an interesting element this one was interesting because we saw like we we saw the we saw the introduction of all these different characters Mm -hmm. and then we see morgan daniels who's the ceo the engineer the brains of the supercomputer go into the elevator right um and then it kind of like backtracks again right and so i thought that i think that's a really interesting storytelling technique especially for mysteries Mm -hmm. um the fun thing is the fun thing is that this movie was directed by peter benson Benson. yeah yeah who's our our awesome arthur from aurora tea garden and so you know that he has this insight he's been on these mystery sets for so long i mean he's Mm -hmm. a seasoned actor and i guess and now director producer maybe but um Mm -hmm. That was just so cool and so interesting to to know that and like why did he make that choice? Why did he do this? And yeah, kind of see it because I was invested in who he was. You know, <laughs> I love yeah. that. I think it really worked for this movie though because I think that it works best when the the time jump is leading up to something very dramatic. And I felt like this had that that element because you're kind of then when you you know go back, you're kind of waiting for okay, is it going to happen? And 
You can really play on in it if you put red herrings of when it's going to happen and then it doesn't happen. I've seen that before in like more of like um, actual mystery shows and things like that off Hallmark. Um, and that's really a good way to build that suspense. And so I think that worked here because the free fall of that elevator was pretty dramatic. And can I just say Terminal Descent? I love that title. That is such a nice title. It is <laughs> such this. a good title. Especially and I tell you something, though. Very, This is very a little tiny bit embarrassing. I thought it would be set at an airport. It was <laughs> definitely oh. ready to see the airport mystery. Everyone's unlocked. <laughs> I'll let the airport terminal descend. But as soon as that elevator, you know, Morgan, it makes sense, right? I was so disappointed. Yeah, totally. Morgan gets in the elevator and the supercomputer BB has has his voice recognition, you know, and so he's he should be able to tell her, take me to the parking garage, take me to floor one or whatever. But she doesn't obey his voice commands. She does her own thing and you know, the elevator drops however many stories and he mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. a terminal descent. I mean like he really it literally is yeah. that. <laughs> no airplanes. Not- it is what it says it is. <laughs> yeah. No airplanes were harmed in the making of this movie. Just elevators. Um, so sad. And, yeah. And the other thing, too, with this movie is, like, the first, what, two minutes are from Morgan Daniels' POV, his point of view. And then they switch it back to Tess Harper's point of view. Or, like, you know, thir- third, whatever. What is it called? Third POV, omniscient. I don't remember the technical term. But Third person omniscient, maybe? Maybe, yeah. But anyways, yeah, I, I think I like that too because like we're seeing it from different angles because the next mm-hmm. time around we see all the people, right? So let's go into all. All the people. All the people. Um, Which, by the way, there are a ton of the Hallmarky podcast friends on here, like Cardi Wong. And Depps Howard and Matthew James Dowden and Brandy Alexander. Like, this was just filled with recognizable faces all over this movie, which was kind of fun. So, according to Carrie's theory, we should immediately suspect all of them because they're everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was like, oh no, Brandy Alexander. I didn't her. <laughs> she did it. You guys, I bring the smarts to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, though, I do want to say, you know, why Lacey or Tess Harper ends up at the scene of the crime, you know, because that's always like a thing. Like, why is she even there? But um, she was (laughs) scheduled. She was scheduled to go head to head woman against machine BB in a crossword puzzle map showdown right like a showdown Mm -hmm. they were doing this i don't know if it was a fundraiser or this just this show showcase or whatever of her skills versus the computer skills but she was there to meet bb the computer and meet the um, meet morgan at xcal and stuff so she's there for that reason and it definitely made me want to see the showdown, but we never got to see the the woman versus machine. I know. I was I know. so disappointed by the fact. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what they come up with for that storyline. And then it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's the B side of the DVD, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> 
All right. So who who is our who like let's just go with like your top three suspects for this movie. Who were y'all suspecting? I um my guess from the like midway maybe was Paul the vice almost said vice principal, the vice president. <laughs> Not vice principal. Um Viv was my secondary guess, but I I she was Tess's friend, and so I couldn't really commit to her mm-hmm. as a guest. So I landed on Paul pretty much for most of this this movie. Good for you. I mean, I'm I'm pretty I pretty much believe whoever they want me to believe at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, that plant guy, that guy <laughs> doing the plants. He has no idea about any of the plants, and I mean, it was totally him. No, I mean, I don't know. I definitely suspected Paul at the beginning, um, but I lost track of him because we were introduced to, you know, all these different different storylines and characters and ways it could go. You know, Patricia, the wife of Morgan, the guy who died, um, she for sure mm-hmm. was a shady character. Um, the the girl he bumped into, they kept showing that over and over again, this girl he bumped into, oh, you know. Um- was her name Layla? Layla, Layla, Layla that's right. yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know who. And then Jesse, yeah, Jesse who skipped town for a little bit. Jesse skipped town. Yeah. I mean, these were all people in these first five minutes. These two, these scenes that we saw. So, I mean, as far as serious suspects go, I, I thought maybe um, the wife had some sort of inside. She wanted it. She wanted that. Well, and. Yeah, she had the connection with the old business partner because she was leaving Morgan for him. So, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of hard with these mysteries because you're kind of like there's always a pattern, right? It's either a crime of passion mm-hmm. where it involves lovers, and then like that's why the person gets murdered, or it's because of greed. Yeah. So for this one, for me, I was like, I feel like it could go either way because mm-hmm. we. We get like one little snippet of the to be ex-wife. Right. And then that was it. And I was like, is she going to pop up again? Or is this really a red herring? Because like there's so many other complicated pieces. Um, I did suspect the VP. So Paul Renford played by Matthew James Dowden only because it's Matthew James Dowden. (laughs) (laughs) You're following Carrie's theory. (laughs) I am. I am. There's something to it. I mean, we're two for two here, so that's a pattern. Totally is a pattern. And, I I mean, to be honest with you guys, Hallmark Mysteries, they're going to need to start changing up their their murderers. Because I feel like it's been, there's a lot of repeats. (laughs) You mean the people who do the murdering? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We got some legit serial killers going across Hallmark people. (laughs) How are we not onto this? <laughs> That's going to be the whole, there's going to be a crossover of like three different mystery series. It's going to be like epic and blow everyone's minds. Yeah. It's me I'm going to write it. This Boom. Done. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Casey. Oh, I said, and done. Boom. <laughs> Thank you, Hallmark. I'll expect my check in 10 weeks. <laughs> But, okay, Matthew James Dowden was the murderer in the last um, Martha's Vineyard mystery. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is why I was like, oh, he's suspicious. 
but then maybe not mm-hmm. yeah 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 i know i understand that when you're kind of like no no that that's not this movie this is a different <laughs> movie. he's a different character um, right but i mean he was suspicious as far as we're just sticking with this storyline and what they gave us here about paul he was he was the creator of bb you know like he really was the one who could change her um controls and he could he had immediate access to this elevator so um to for this murder and he's the one who put tess's voice in in preparation for this um showdown or whatever this woman versus machine mm-hmm. crossword showdown he he programmed her voice and so she could say hi bb and bb could recognize her and stuff like that so i mean with limited access he really did set himself up for like there weren't many other suspects with good reason to kill right another person on my suspect list was definitely jesse alexander because she skips town but then again it's like is this a red herring or is this like Mm -hmm. not and i mean i think this is what happens when you watch so many hallmark mysteries and you know how the formulas go right and they could go either way but when she's talking to tess i was like i don't know especially when she reveals that morgan daniels is her father Mm -hmm. and then it's like wait a second are you trying to get his money Mm mm-hmm like, did he screw you over and now you're, like, getting vengeance because <laughs> you didn't know he was your dad until recently? Like, I don't know. So, like, she was another one that I was kind of like, oh, suspect. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I so, thought she was too so, suspicious to be the one. Did yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. And now we did, we do find out she did have a part in something but she she wasn't the killer but she did have a part in um um the hard drive they were trying to to steal the hard drive or she hired layla the pickpocket didn't she they found her um i don't remember actually okay so she had some suspicious part she might have killed layla because layla ends up dead in an alley Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Brennan comes in. Brennan. Logan. <laughs> Logan comes in and finds he they're looking for Layla because she was a temp mm-hmm. hired by Jesse. And right. um looking for her, finds her in an alley, then he gets knocked unconscious. He gets knocked mm-hmm. over the head. And um, you know, we sure enough we find out that is Jesse. But Jesse is innocent of her father's death. And she ends up talking with Tess mm-hmm. and um, gets arrested. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Tess believes her that she wasn't part of that. So there were yeah. a lot of different runarounds, lots of different suspects. Yeah. And um, going back to Logan getting knocked out, do, do you guys think that was a little anticlimactic? Like he, get knocked, he gets knocked out and then it's like, oh, he's fine. I'm like, a little drama, play it up. You could be yeah. a little injured, right? A little injury helps him and Tess to bond, right? Because she's got to come see him. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. It was kind of weird. Nope. Getting the jump on our detective, you know, no one, no one gets the jump jump on uh, on him. Yeah. Uh, I thought, as far as oh, maybe we'll talk about this in a second here, Casey, as you lead us. But um, but yeah, she 
she was innocent. Jesse was. So Lila's dead. She was innocent. We have these two friends from MIT that Morgan was mm-hmm. friends with that they're mm-hmm. out of the picture now. Jesse's mom, who died in a car tra- crash years ago. And then this um, other friend, Greg. Gregory, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Gregory Sackett. The Gregory guy in the hospital. Who ends up, we find out, is is sick, terminally ill. Um, and he's at being visited at the hospital by Morgan. So they're, he's a little suspicious, but not really. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a sick guy and you just kind of see that the friends reconnected late in, um, in his life. So. Yeah. I wasn't too suspicious of Gregory. Um, I kind of had a feeling that's where it was going like that Morgan was visiting him in the hospital or, well, I was, I figured he was visiting a friend or a confidant or whatever. And then when they brought up Gregory, I was like, I bet you it's him. So (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. I think I'm good. I think I'm good here. Um, Real quick, funny moment, funny moment of this movie that made me kind of laugh out loud is the motorcycle club gang. Yes. I love that moment. My husband was like, you know, this would like never happen in real life, (laughs) especially when Logan's walking up and he's like ready to like bust a move. And then he walks in and Tess is talking and all the guys are surrounding her and they're like, oh, enamored by her. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was kind of a fun touch. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. That was a fun, a fun scene. she like wows them with her motorhead knowledge you know she's just like all in it with these my these motorcycles and then they like instant respect they respect mm-hmm. her and she knows uh, the bikes so yeah that's like and she does the info out of them that logan never could so i mean mm-hmm. it it worked for me <laughs> and it works in logan's favor as well so the big reveal Logan goes to the tech company and he goes to return the hard drive to no one, none other than Paul Renford does a 180 dun, 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 and pulls out the gun. <laughs> He's the murderer. Just as I suspected and just suspected and carrie you suspected too we all kind of suspected the plant guy but yes <laughs> carrie got there eventually <laughs> there. that's all that matters that's all that matters mm-hmm. yeah and the ending to the whole movie was really sweet because there was this whole other storyline with logan worrying about his dad about chauncey and, like, whether or not he was going to retire and, like, if he did retire, what would he do? If he didn't retire, what wouldn't he do? So there's that whole thing, which I could totally relate to. Because, um, like, my parents just retired. Um, they are, they were, I should say, they were both um, nurses, registered nurses for the last, like, 45 years, like, forever. Um, and, like, I know my dad tried to retire and then he went back to work. Um, but then we had, I mean, the pandemic happened, which actually happened at a great time because it actually forced my parents to retire. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I could totally relate to that child parent relationship and worrying about like your parents future. Um, but I really thought the party at the end was super, super sweet. 
Yeah. So that's kind of the B story going on all uh, in the background and mm-hmm. kind of have the aunt come in and out again. And she, she related to Chauncey well. And uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one uh, quick thing before we wrap up that we learned two surprising pieces of information that I thought kind of came out of left field in this movie. At least I don't think they've ever hinted at this. It was that he was married and she had been engaged previously. Yes. Yep. They I was like, wait, more, what? They gave us some backstories. Yeah. Yeah. About Logan and Tess. How would you rate the crossword mystery terminal descent? I feel like Carrie knocked it down like half a point for not being in an airport. <laughs> I did. I have that in my notes. <laughs> Should have been in an airport. airport. <laughs> <Negative> <laughs> feedback. <laughs> Biggest feedback here. Should have been in an airport. <laughs> so, I mean, already it was starting at like a half a point down because of that. But I ended up with a three out of five. I was wondering if I should even go down a tiny bit. Oh, it wasn't my favorite. It it wasn't my favorite just mystery overall. I was very distracted the whole thing but so I ended up with three out of five because I did like that ending I thought that was really clever I thought um that that kind of saved it for me and I thought oh it left me mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. three out of five yeah yes so I actually gave it lower I gave it two out of five um I I liked the like beginning the very beginning and the very end but Everything in between, just it didn't captivate me. It didn't hold my attention. And I did find that surprising because up until this point, I've really enjoyed Crossword Mysteries. I really liked it as a series. Um, And again, too, like I said, I did expect more from their relationship. And again, I don't know if that was early COVID filming. They just didn't want them being close or whatnot. Um, But I just, this one just didn't captivate me. So two out of five. I gave this one three out of five just because Abra Cadaver was so good. Yeah. And it was so fun. And then this following that kind of fell a little flat for me. Um, The other thing that I'm kind of really disappointed in is the fact that they're not using puzzles. Like, they didn't really use a puzzle in this. Yeah. And I'm like, the whole point of Crossword Mystery is to, like... I don't know, incorporate a crossword or some... Which is why they should have had the showdown. That would have been the the tie-in. Yeah, or something. Something like a code breaker or like what are those little boxy things, you know, like in Science Sealed where he Norman has the little box, the treasure box. What are they called? I don't know. The, I think those might just be called puzzle boxes. But what you were what you were describing first, I think it's called a codex, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Codex. And then I was talking about like, you know... Like, I feel like these mysteries should have some kind of element, whether it's like a codex or one of those little mystery puzzle boxy things where you have to like yeah. finagle it or whatever. A, I don't know, a logic problem that's super, super complicated. Like, I don't know if you guys did that in elementary school where they'd give you the, the <laughs> a logic. A killer that leaves thing. riddles. <laughs> Do what? Like, I, I said a killer that leaves riddles. It'll be like Unlocking Christmas, the mystery version. <gasps> that would be cool. I'm full of story ideas right now. Apparently, this is my hour. This is Jess's hour. Hallmark, hire this Hallmark, girl. Take some notes. I'll expect yeah. my real, t- my real. Yeah. 
But yeah, I hope that they kind of spiced it up a little bit in the next crossword mystery. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Our final mystery of today is Chronicle Mystery Helped to Death, starring Allison Sweeney and Benjamin Ayers. Alex and Drew investigate a self-help retreat and the controversial life coach who oversees it. All right, you guys, I have to be straight up here. When we started going into this like life coach camp with all the little medicines or whatever, I totally thought it was some like crazy MLM cult scheme. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know what an MLM is, I don't have anything against MLMs. I have lots of friends who are in MLMs. It's a multi-level marketing like company like um, the first thing that came to mind with this one was Plexus or like it works with the wraps or whatever. Beachbody is an MLM. Uh, Mary Kay is an MLM. It's basically you have this one person and then they hire or they don't hire. They recruit all these people to sell products under them so that they can get more money. So that's what an MLM is in case you didn't know. But when we entered into this camp, I was like, oh, my gosh, we're about to go into some crazy MLM cult. <laughs> this is a little cultish for me. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to ask you guys. So this Garrett Vision Retreat. So Billy Garrett is the um, this visionary, and he just helps people better themselves, I guess. So he sells these supplements. He does physical challenges. He has vision. These visionary um, talks and vision boarding to to like just help people find their motivation, I guess. Um, so this is all of his retreat thing that he does. Well, backstory on him. And I like that this is why Alex went to the retreat, seeing a potential story for her podcast. Because the backstory on him was that like, he, someone died at his previous retreat for kind of like a negligent oversight mm-hmm. on his part, a negligent murder, because they weren't feeling well. They were on a hike. He, he kept saying, go push yourself, push yourself, go, go, go. And, and someone died. So he does jail time, feels like he learned from that, and is coming back doing the same thing. Like, wants to launch the yeah. same relaunch or whatever himself, right? That's what's surprising is that people are coming to this thing after all of that. I'd be like, I'd be a little suspicious. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's jumping why, to join this. I mean, that's why I thought it was like a cult following. And I mean, it was. I mean, it kind of was because everyone had a story on how Billy helped saved them. And they kept using this savior type of language. You know, Billy saved me. I don't know where I'd be without him. Oh, he he mm-hmm. saved me this. He saved me that. So he did have this quality. He was just a really, he wasn't a sinister guy. He wasn't a sinister guy, although you're kind of supposed to see him as that. He really was just this narcissistic visionary leader guy Mm -hmm. who just was like Mm -hmm. not really caring about the people around him except he was making money off of them and they like loved him they loved him loved him so anyway alex goes to this retreat and then drew follows her which i think was kind of cute but um and then the breakdown of these characters or these suspects was crazy nobody was likable anyway I was going to ask you one other question, but I don't need to say anything else right now. Well, 
one thing before we dive into some of the characters is I'm do we know if this was filmed last year during pandemic because it certainly felt like that just because it was outside it was very like clustered like the same 20 people were in like all the scenes and then you had um Drew's daughter still back at the office and then you like there wasn't a lot of interaction with a lot of other people and it was very outdoorsy based um so, I mean, if it was filmed in 2020, good on them, because that's got to be really tricky to do, especially when there's a lot of outside scenes, which I felt this movie had. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, did that strike you guys as odd or did you or did it kind of stick out to you? Because it definitely stuck out to me. I didn't think of it at all. <laughs> no. Actually, it's funny because Jess and I had just watched and reviewed an up movie about a retreat and the love story to yoga. (laughs) Yes. It was very similar in that regard, like like this particularly small cast on a in a location and they're all kind of like separate and you're over there and I'm over here and stuff like and that was years ago. I think that was made a couple years ago. So that it just seemed like a retreat to me. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see anything unusual with it, but yeah. I mean I didn't see anything unusual. I just it just stuck out to me just because of all our circumstances right now. And I was like, well, I mean, that's one way to make a movie. Make it outside. Right. Just <laughs> set it out in the woods. <laughs> Insert right. some turkey calls. <laughs> yeah. Turkey calls. Let's talk about turkey calls. Zach. Zach is this very enthusiastic gung-ho like hire me tomorrow like actually you should have hired me yesterday and here's my resume except i can't start until next week because i'm going to a retreat um i hope that in future movies he stays on because he is such a fun character once i was like less suspicious of him because at first when he came on really strong i was like Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. he was in a christmas movie this year and um it was the first time i'd seen him i really enjoyed him Good morning, Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. We see that he came on as the he got to produce for like the last two minutes of their segment. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And also with Allison Sweeney. Look at that. Boom. There's that connection. But yeah, I hope he stays on. I think he and Kendall would be super fun together. Mm, matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but he goes on the retreat and he is um, assigned to room with Daniel. What did you guys think of Daniel? And did you think that his ending? Did you did you think did you have any suspicions that that was going to happen? Like that he spoiler alert. He's the one that actually is murdered. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like. I didn't I didn't think he was gonna get murdered. I thought that um I thought Billy Garrett was gonna get mar- murdered because like that's usually how these things go. Like, you know, this guy is kind of trying to go for redemption and then he doesn't get his redemption because he gets murdered because of something else. Dun, dun, dun. Um but yeah, I did not see Daniel getting murdered. I thought he was gonna be like either the murder or a red a really really obvious red herring mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't necessarily see it coming anyway or either not anyway um i don't even think i really thought about who was gonna get killed 
I was more I was more thinking about okay, who's who should I be suspecting? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the murder no. that had not yet happened. <laughs> Whenever I watch these movies, I am always like, oh, they're gonna get whacked. They're gonna get whacked. Just watch. Just watch. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Okay, so the opening, the very opening scene of this movie is Daniel at the um is this Daniel character. We don't know who it is yet, but it's showing him do a few things at this retreat center. He's carving something in a tree. He's um, in his tent. He's looking at the his um, soon-to-be roommate's name, um, Zach, on the next bed over mm-hmm. or whatever. So they're really setting him up to be like, oh, he's suspicious. And then Zach goes to the retreat and you see that he's the roommate and you're like, oh no. He's the roommate with that guy. I don't know what I feel about that guy yet. And then he gets murdered. Yeah. And I honestly, I looked at my daughter and I was like, wait, is that, is that Daniel? Did Daniel get murdered? And she was like, yeah, that's Daniel. And I was like, oh, well, that was anticlimactic a little bit. Like I was ready to figure <laughs> out like, like, oh yeah, Daniel's going to be killing all these people at the retreat. I don't know. But then it was him. It was him <laughs> who died. So then you ask yourself, well, what did he know? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did he right to make him get murdered? And apparently, he knew too much. <laughs> so suspects. Um, we meet Billy Garrett. We meet his wife. Is it Ivy? Mm-hmm. And then she gives the tour to Alex. Um, we meet Kurt, who's like kind of like the the camp head (laughs) it's like the right hand man or whatever and then we also have marianne and jack is this couple that's very i don't know what's the word that could describe them they're sweetly suspicious (laughs) they're like what it's kind of like it's kind of like in martha's vineyard two with um johanna newmarch and matthew james downen's character like they were a couple and like they're just like off doing their own little thing you'll see them here and there and like in that movie spoiler alert they were the murderers so in this movie i was like oh marianne and jack i mean we're being introduced to these people they appear to be very like you know in awe of Billy Garrett and how he quote unquote saved their lives or whatever. Like, could it be them? So I was actually like, I, I don't know. I, I was really, I, I was actually banking on Kurt. Um, once we got into the movie a lot more, just because I don't know, I just, it wasn't feeling it with Marianne and Jack. I feel like they were more, I, I kind of felt like they were more of a um, red herring. So my money was on Kurt. Cause he was just like, he showed up at the most unexpected times. <laughs> what do you guys think? Carrie? Yeah, I definitely thought Kurt. Kurt Hardy was so, um, he was a r- stickler for the rules. Um, he showed up kind of like, just was a creepy, kind of showed up um, and eavesdropped a couple times and so yeah, he was he was definitely one that I suspected. But really I, I don't know. I thought maybe Billy after a while, but then I'm like, "Oh no, he's 
he's too much into his own his himself. He wouldn't ruin his his brand again. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Um, I my guess was Ivy. Um, pretty early on, that was my gut guess. And um, what sort my so I always usually do like a gut guess, and then I sort of fact checked myself as I go. Um, and for me, what continued to sell me on her is when we learned that she was an herbalist. And because I just knew this blue moth fungus thing, whatever that, like, it was mixed up in this. So I'm like, she's an herbalist. She's, there's something there. And so that's what kept me, like, stuck me with her and continued to suspect her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saved Jess for last because I was actually texting her while I was watching this movie and she had already watched it. So I kind of, I already knew who she suspected. She didn't tell me no spoiler alerts, but I was telling her like, Oh, I don't know. I feel like Kurt is a thing. She's like, Hmm, guess again. (laughs) Because Ivy is the murderer. Dun, dun, dun. Dun dun dun! Oh, okay. No sound effect. Okay. Oh wait. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. <laughs> dun dun dun! <laughs> I love these sound effects. But Ivy, Ivy was like super under the radar, yeah, and maybe was. that's the thing. I really should have known. I should have known because she was under the radar. She was all like. Billy, are you okay? When they discover that um, Daniel is dead, he had been quote unquote helped over the cliff. And like, I, I should have suspected it, but she, hmm, she was, um, she, she was pretty conniving. That was pretty yeah. good. Jess, did you, did you remember who was on the first hike? You know, that very first hike that they did where, um, Daniel is pushed over the cliff and he he dies. Not everyone was on that hike. I, Ivy wasn't on the hike. I don't think Kurt wasn't on the hike. Kurt, I don't I, think yeah. was on the hike. Um, well, I remember the guest yeah. Jack was. Yeah, <laughs> Jack and Marion, obviously. So I mean that that probably should have been something I noticed, like who wasn't on the hike, who was and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know I, that. Yeah. That kind of threw me a little bit. So one thing I didn't get, can we talk about this? I didn't understand yeah. the whole woo mystery about this spiral carved in a tree. I didn't either. I was, I was, because they said it was because he was going to meet somebody, but I was, I felt like they never established why, why he was meeting someone in the first place. And yeah yeah, i just they didn't they did not establish that they saw the same shape on the bottle of blue moth fungus pills that were being sold for three hundred dollars a bottle but um there was like oh this is the sign on symbol on the tree and i'm like why was there a symbol on the tree (laughs) why nobody knew or nobody told me i I thought it was just a hike marker right but why would he need like why was he why did he need it? That's what I, that's what was confusing for me. Why yeah. did he need to know to go there? Oh, that is, yeah. I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand it. Hallmarkies, if you figured it out, tell us. We're confused. If you can't tell from our faces. <laughs> Very confused. 
It could have been something, but it wasn't. Oh, one one major clue, though, that they all kept talking about and trying to figure out was this boot, right? Yes. Footprint in the mud. Yeah. Once they talked about that, I was like, and they were like leading it to be a man. I was kind of like, this is a red herring. For sure. It's either a man with a small foot or a woman. <laughs> I mean, once they said something about the boots, did you did you guys remember the couple talk about like, oh, get your boots? And he's like, I didn't pack them. She's like, yes, I packed them for you. And he's like, I don't I didn't know where they were. Like they had that little conversation at the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. And then, I did not remember that. Yeah. And then there was um yeah. this whole boot thing. I was like, hmm, maybe he did. Yeah, Maybe he was the murderer, but he was. My husband pointed that out. He was like, "They talked about boots before," and I was like, "But is that a red herring, though? Because that's like, why would they go hint, hint, hint? Let's talk about <laughs> boots. Wink, wink, wink. And then him be the murderer, especially when he got arrested. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but the way that Ivy basically kidnaps Alex. That was kind of intense. And then like she so so wait, she kidnapped her? Well, That's what I, happened? I was confused. No, I didn't understand what happened because I remember Alex running away and I thought I uh, Ivy was chasing her in the golf cart, but then Alex pops out of the golf cart and I'm like, how did she get in the golf cart? No, no, no. They were in the craft tent. Mm-hmm. And right. um Ivy comes at her with a with a, a thing. And um, Mm -hmm. we don't see what happens. So the next time we see her, she's unconscious and bloody in the golf cart. Yeah. So it's implied that I was knocked her out, put her in the golf cart. Oh, I thought there was, I thought they showed her running. I I, I don't know why I got the impression she had run out. I don't know. I think they were, well, I mean, she was kind of trying to defend herself. Like they started doing the whole shuffle moving back thing as like Ivy's coming mm. at her. So that might maybe be- I just I just totally misread the scene. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Thank you for clearing this up. I was super confused. <laughs> yeah. So she takes her to that same place to mm-hmm. kill her, just like she killed Daniel. And I mean, Alex is all over that. She's like, no, 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 no. People will not believe this is an accident again. The same thing. They're totally gonna suspect you, you know. So she's trying to talk her down, but she's freaked out. She's she freaked got out. crazy. She did. So why did she, she kill? Why did she kill? What was her her story for why she killed Daniel in the first place? Because he had the information that the blue mouth fungus, they had increased the levels of the fungus or something, and it was actually harmful. Mm-hmm. Like a certain percentage of people. Yeah. 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 And they were hiding that that fact yeah and she was so gonna expose them and she was so loyal to billy garrett because again billy garrett saved her too Mm -hmm. it's like super i don't know the whole like like i said it's it was kind of cultish this whole thing here it was just it was super weird to me um the one thing and I will say I docked this half a point because of a missed opportunity. Um, I was so sure when Alex was like hanging on the edge of the cliff, practically with Ivy, like coming at her, 
I was so sure Alex was going to do a turkey call. And I thought Zach was going to come up and save the day. That would have been so good. Oh my I, gosh, Casey. I was, I was like, why Why did Zach bring up a turkey call? Like, you know, writers usually don't throw random things out there. Like, they say things right. on purpose. Like, no word is wasted in a film. Because like, it was mating word. season, Casey, okay? <laughs> I really thought he was. Oh, I really God. thought she was going to do a, a turkey call. And now I'm now I'm mad too because that would have been so good. Yeah, <laughs> she does the turkey call. Zach distracts and then um, Drew tackles. Like it would have been the perfect arrest. <laughs> what about you guys? What did you guys think about? this movie and how many stars would you give it <laughs> okay I'll go first um i really i really really liked it um it, again i found it surprising the that for these three movies that we've talked about today the order that i've liked the series like up until this point is like the reverse of what i've actually enjoyed about the movies <laughs> that we've seen um so this was my favorite out of all three and I thought I had good energy. I thought it was super funny with like the turkey calls and the vision board that was double as a murder board. Like it had all those fun elements. They had some good, like good chemistry moments. Like when they played, would you rather? And he said, pause, because I like this moment right here. Like they had a lot of good things going on. So I gave out, or I gave it 4.25. Gave it pretty high. Oh. 4.25. Oh, hey. That that's good. I like that you brought up the humor of it. And we haven't talked about that yet. There were so many humorous moments and just like little lines, but they weren't played for they weren't played really big. You know, like Benjamin Harris had just a bunch of like these little lines that he would just throw out that totally got me. I thought they were so funny. So um there there were some some comic comedic moments here in this movie, but it was um it was interesting to me because I like the when you go off scene, you know, kind of, and they were at this retreat and everyone's a suspect and no one can use um, their electronics and stuff like that. Like, so I really liked this type of um, just scene that they set up, you know, like, oh, what's what's going to happen? And um, so I liked the mystery about it. And I liked the development of the characters drew and alex's relationship i thought that was cute just slow and steady i mean they're slow burn but they are they're trying so <laughs> i like that i gave i gave it um i gave it a three out of five um my favorite was the very first one was martha's vineyard with a four out of five but um so a three out of five for this one to me Although there were elements I liked more, maybe a 3.5 because, because I gave the three to the last one. 3.5 for this. Jess, I thought you would like the horseback riding date into the sunset at the end. Well, okay. I got to say something about that. I was mad that it was just a, like, just a moment. Like you really didn't get to see it. And I felt bad too. Cause I'm like, okay, tangent. This is Allison Sweeney. She is a legit equestrian. Yeah. Go at her Instagram. Yeah. You know how high, high level she can jump. Like, yeah, give her a real horseback riding scene if you're going to give her one. <laughs> they oh, did just kind I of don't know this about her. Yeah, she's a legit equestrian. I love seeing all her horse videos. So, yeah, yeah as a fellow equestrian, I was like, 
give her some they needed, time. They needed a longer zine of writing. Yeah. But I did I did appreciate it. I was like, oh, that's a little nice touch for the end. Yeah. I thought you I did like that. the ending. I did like the ending. It was it was it was a really sweet way to end. I thought. Um, I gave this a three point seven five out of five. Um, I like this. Um, I definitely liked Martha's Vineyard best, and then this one, and then um, Crossword. Um, th- it did keep me kind of giggling with the whole smuggling of the laptop. Like yeah. she's like shoving it under her vest, and then like they're like running like. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, somebody's going to see a square on your chest, right? <laughs> I mean, unless it's like a giant puffer vest, but yeah. that kind of made me laugh. And then the whole like dream board, murder board thing. I was like, somebody's going to gonna turn this around and see that you're suspecting them. And then they're going to, I don't know, mm-hmm. murder you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely a lot of fun elements. Um. And I think this series is also one of those other series that's consistently, you know, good. I've liked every one of them that I've seen so far. So um, hopefully they continue that and we get to see a little bit more development with Alex and Drew. Um, So, yeah. All right. Hallmarkies, sleuthers, let us know how you felt about these three movies. To recap, they were Martha's Vineyard, Chips in the Night, Crossword Mysteries, Terminal Descent, that was not set in an airport, and (laughs) Chronicle Mysteries, Helped to Death. This month, we get two more mysteries. We get Aurora Tea Garden and Andrew 101. You can't tell which one we're really excited about. (laughs) And Mystery 101 is introducing a new character. A familiar face. Aaron Cahill. (laughs) Yeah. And she might be a murderer because I've seen her in other Hallmark movies. And she's yes. also the ex-wife. <laughs> so. She's not the murderer. I bet you anything. She's, so she's Well, she's an FBI agent, right? Yeah. Or something. Hey, you never See, know. See, she's a rogue agent. She's a rogue agent. Takes it into her own hands. It could be a crime of passion. We'll see. Or greed. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned, guys, to the upcoming mysteries. And let us know how you felt about these three movies. In the meantime, be sure to follow the Hallmarkies podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. And be sure to follow us. Carrie, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at Hallmark Comics. That's Hallmark underscore comics. And Jess? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jess BSW blog. And you can find me on Twitter at Hallmark My Words. And also on any When Calls the Heart things, because it's When Calls the Heart season, which is not a mystery. But, you know, there's that too. We're excited about all these upcoming movies and series on the Hallmarkies podcast. And we shall see you next time. Bye.